What's up, everybody? It's Jeffrey Lyles. You are watching and listening to Lyles Movie Files. Lots to talk about, as usual. We're going to try to streamline it this week, so we're not on for two hours. But we could not go much further without saying what's up to the fellas. What's up, bro, Shot? Doing good, bro. How are you? I'm good. Gunner, how are you doing? What's good, y'all? Everything's good. Good deal. All right, let's start off first up with the very sad and uh, just devastating, bummed out news about Michael Kenneth Williams dying at the age of 54. Uh, this dude is was an amazing talent. I definitely had him slotted for all of the best supporting actor um, roles or awards for this award season for TV for his performance, Lovecraft Country. I mean, he just killed it. He was so good, so talented, and it's like, oh man, I feel like we keep losing some of our really tremendous, incredible talent at way too young an age. Um, you know, I was hoping that Chadwick Boseman would be the last one for a while last year, but you know, this one is another, a different kind of gut punch, but it still sucks. Jace, what did you think about this? Um, this one, because I, I didn't really know about... Uh, uh, his uh, life off uh, camera, but what I actually like first recognized him was like from Lovecraft Country and uh, Boardwalk Empire, and I, mostly because it was like I was on Lovecraft Country, I was like, man, this dude is really playing the hell out of this role. And then because of Gunner is literally saying, you know, The Wire is the best show you, and why have you not watched binge watched it like seven times by this point? I finally started watching him, watching Lovecraft. I mean, I'm sorry. Uh, the Wire, and then got to see him as Omar, and it was like, this dude is just, I mean, anything this dude, he's, his believability and his acting is, is just awesome. I mean, it's like, I now understand, like, kind of everybody say, anyone who thinks he got snubbed for not actually getting any, his role as Omar, is correct. I'm I'm not, I mean, like, anybody who won that supporting, I'm just like, nah, there should have been, he should have had it. Um, and to see him, Unfortunately, like his, I mean, you know, drug, um, he unfortunately said he, uh, what was it, one of the, like the Lovecraft country actually made him kind of relapse. And because it was, a, I mean, like if you just looked at the show, it was a hard show. Beside the monsters and all the other stuff, there was a lot going on in that show. I mean, and it was, I mean, to probably pull that role off, it probably took him to a place he, he hadn't been in a while. And unfortunately, he, he we wasn't able to recover. And we, and we truly did lose a great talent um, that we, I mean, hopefully, I mean, I, we just, we're, we lost a good one. Gunner, what did you think? Yeah, it sucked, man. And I was just sitting here like, okay, that was unexpected. Um, Cause you know, he had a recent interview about his recovery. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just, it sucks. I'm still kind of don't really have the words. It's just, Wow. I mean, you know, he has range. You know what I mean? He had good range. Like, it's, it's great to see an actor that has great range like that. And But unfortunately, a lot of actors like that seem to have this, you know, they get deep into their character. And so if they play a darker character or something, they, they end up dying in some way, shape, or form. Um, you know, self-induced in some way, shape, or form. And it's like, geez, it's, it's, it's just a shame. This feels like 
all my actors seem to have done that in some way. <laughs> all my favorite, you know what I mean? <laughs> this is like Philip Seymour Hoffman, same way. After he played Capote, it was like, okay, you know what I mean? And and the same way with um with uh, Michael K. Williams here. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad he had like some lighter roles in between because we might have lost him earlier. You know, the, the that show on FX, I think, it, you know, it was kind of a lighter role. Um, so it's just a shame. Um, but yeah, yeah, I remember finding out like a year ago, maybe, maybe a year ago, which is terrible because I've been a fan of said song for since it came out when I was like, you know, in the 90s. But he actually choreographed. I don't know too many people know that. Like he was a big house music hit. And he actually like was like a choreogra- uh, choreographer, or dancer, in the Wonder of Percent Pure Love video for uh, for um, what you call it? What's her name? Um, Dizzy Woman, like I mean, Crystal, Crystal Waters. Waters. Yeah, and yeah, and I was like, <laughs> I was shocked, and I just kept looking at that video when I found out. I was like, oh my god, that is him. <laughs> and and I think about. I don't know. I don't know. He could have taken his career either way, and I'm glad he blessed us with uh, with all of his art. And that's hard to do, I guess. And fortunately, we lost him. Uh, it's a shame. Yes, indeed. So terrible transition, but uh, Marvel's "What If" continues to deliver amazing episode after amazing episode. We saw the Doctor Strange deal where he was going through the butterfly effect of every time he tried to save Christine, it wasn't working. And this week we saw, you know, this is one of those that they've hyped up for so long and we knew it was coming. So finally, this was the episode with Marvel zombies. Now this is based off of a comic book series that Marvel put out. And, you know, that was to me when that whole zombie craze had kind of reached its apex. And I was like, okay, I'm, I'm good on, Marvel zombies. So I never read it, but I did read Deceased, which was DC's equivalent. And Deceased was amazing because they were just like, nope, we don't care. Um, there's no protective bubble for anybody. I mean, like characters that you assume would be there at the absolute end were killed in the first up issue. And so I was like, I was very curious to see Marvel zombies in this what if universe and not shockingly it delivered big time and i think for me i'm a huge zombie head when it's done right so my one of my favorite movies is dawn of the dead from Zack snyder and what i love about that is just the random characters that happen to come together to deal with these zombies and then they're holed up in a mall trying to survive until it's like all right this isn't working anymore because <laughs> that dumb dog um but yes, yeah, so Marvel Zombies was amazing. I mean, we had Spider-Man, we had Happy Hogan, Koye, Wasp, Bucky, and the the kicker, or Mark Ruffalo, Vision, Scott Lang, Ant-Man. But the kicker was another of the pre-recorded, of course, segments uh, from Chadwick Boseman. And I feel like Marvel did not understand what was going on with him but i kind of feel like he was like you know what i'm going to record this dialogue so after i'm gone y'all are going to just feel it even more so so like in his big moment there i was like oh this just whew, 
and it was already good, but just in the context, the greater context of right. Chadwick Boseman not being here anymore, it, it took on even greater meaning. But guys, what did you think about this episode, Jace? Is funny thing is, as much as you like, you see Marvel zombies in a cartoon, so you're like Disney's take on zombies. This is going to be pretty neutered. It's not. I mean, like, because I, I, I think maybe in the last two months, I actually read DC's deceased, and that was a whoa. Okay, like I said, the protective bubble on characters was gone. It was. I thought it was actually what they were doing to bring on their new slate of com comic books. I was like. Wow, this is pretty dark. But if you want to transition, you you know some characters. That was the way to do it. In this what if world, it made so. I mean, it was like it's kind of like this big thing because it's like you're like, how do you make introduce Marvel zombies? And then they came up with a brilliant point. I mean, just right before um uh, was with with uh, Thanos comes, Janet Van Dyne comes back, and she got some. Uh, a virus from the quantum realm and it's like yeah that makes sense i mean it's, it's almost i mean it's like if that's how you started it was perfect it was like there was we have no idea what was in the quantum realm so we feel again we fill in all those other like oh this totally could happen and then we are on for the ride and then when you see heroes and then you hear the voices of the heroes like you hear chadwick Bowman, you hear paul Rudd, you hear paul bellamy and you're like yes like i'm in here and and you get a good, ep I mean, a good ep episode like that, and you're like, again, 30 minutes does not seem like enough on these Marvel what if. You're like, I will go along for the ride because you guys are making this really good. That is very true. And you mentioned all of the um, live action actors returning to their roles, which was very cool. But I thought something that was equally cool was the guy they had replacing Tom Holland or doing the voice for Tom Holland, Hudson Thames did an excellent job where I was like, I'm pretty sure that Tom Holland's not taking part in this. And I try not to look at the credits because they do what the Arrowverse used to do where they tell you everybody who's in it before. And I was like, all right, don't look, I want to be surprised. But he did an excellent job with sounding like Tom Holland. Gunner, what do you think? Yeah, I was looking at the credits. I'm like, oh, man, I wish I didn't know that. And then, <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, oh, Chad Bozeman's in this one, too? Okay, great. And I was like, wait, oh, I don't want to know that. Uh, you know what I mean? I'm like, does he die? Oh, crap. We can't have him die in, the, in this one. Die. Can't. Just no. So I was just like, well, I guess he's where... in it somewhere. And then they found him. I was like, oh. Yeah. Everything fit together. And I agree. Like, 30 minutes is, I think for this one, 30 minutes was not long enough. For the Doctor Strange one, as both of you sip your tea, it's funny. Oh, <laughs> same time. Oh, uh, the Doctor Strange one last week. Oh my gosh, I, that was like perfect, succinct in a nice little box, perfectly timed. Like I, I didn't need any more of that. That was crazy torture. Mm -hmm. Anything longer would have been like why, and anything shorter would have been off. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So yeah, I think. I kind of like the 30-minute ones. I think this is the only one I think is the one that could have ran longer just because I'd love to see what Thanos would have done. Or was that really Wakanda? I think that was Wakanda. Oh, it was Wakanda. <laughs> that was destroyed. Because <laughs> they had the, um, Yeah, they're screwed. 
Yep. So they're screwed. So yeah, they're pretty much screwed. So it was like, well, that world's done. <laughs> I think I texted you. I was like, well, there's another universe about to die. <laughs> oh, well, but it was really well done. Um, yeah, it was really well done. I was thinking about the DC version um, a while back. Uh, I forgot what it was called until you just reminded me. And I was like, yeah, this is on par with that version. I was, I think Marvel did come a little late in the comic book world because I think that was around when I was done with Walking Dead, right? Like, that was, like, way after. Like, when was that? I felt like it was like when DC got on the vampire trip. It was late. Like, you know what I mean? Like, remember that? I was just like, okay, so why is Robin hunting vampires? Like, no one, everybody's done. We're done. We're done with that. You had your chance with Blade. Um, but you decided to... That was 2005. So... Yeah. It was a minute. Yeah, that was a little late for vampires, wasn't it? No. Or was well, that was around right Twilight. Twilight? Twilight probably started then. Uh, yeah. It was late in the books. It was late in for books. Up, how about that? But yeah, but no, as far as movies Walking go, Dead started in 2010. But 10. that was okay. a TV show. But the comic had been like the comic started in. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking like books wise. I would think I was just like, why is DC jumping on this bandwagon? I'm good. But in any case, this was a great episode. I like the zombies. Um, they kind of redeemed Marvel, redeemed themselves. You know, as far as that goes, and Disney, I was just like, no, we're still pushing the envelope. Perfect. Yeah. I was surprised how funny it was. I mean, like, you don't think... Of, oh, I was it. As soon as I saw Paul Rudd's, like, credit there, I was like, yeah. <laughs> hey, what's up, everybody? Got a brand new giveaway for you. Now on digital and on demand, the new sci-fi thriller, Zone 414, starring Guy Pierce, Matilda Lutz, and Travis Fimmel, set in a dangerous dark colony of humanoids known as the City of Robots. When the colony's creator hires private investigator David Carmichael to track down his missing daughter, David teams up with Jane, a highly advanced AI, and together they travel the city uncovering a crime that calls into question the true origins of Zone 414. Stream Zone 414 instantly, on demand, and on digital today. Rated R from our friends at Paramount Pictures. Now back to the rest of the show. Yeah, it reminded me of Dawn of the Dead, where it was just like people were getting killed, but it's still really funny because they've got such good characters, and um, you know, just just like what Koya says, uh, no, we don't have to watch horror movies; we just watch American reality TV. And, it was like, <laughs> and Kurt was like, "Boom!" So I love those little touches like that because it's you know, anytime yeah. Koya is in something, it's cool. And um, I thought that was a nice touch to have her as one of the main exactly. heroes in this. And I guess that's something we should look forward to going forward. Because I, you know, I know there's been like, oh, we should have Shuri be Black Panther. But I'd rather have Okoye just step up and be one of the Avengers if they're not going to do um, a Black Panther. And Jace, you showed me that VFX deep fake of John David Washington as T'Challa. They did a really nice job with that. And I'm kind of like, well, I mean, he, he certainly can do the hair. And um, I feel like he could do that just fine. So if we needed to, I mean, we'll just say that this is another reality's Black Panther. And he comes through. Like, Doctor Strange encounters him, brings him to the MCU. And that's that's all we need. Because outside of McCoy and Shuri, not a lot of people are, you know, that connected to him. I guess um, Bucky 
but that's about it. So I don't know. I like to see that. Yeah, I, I mean, the thing is, I, I just I think that you need to have more Black Panther stories. Uh, is King T'Challa versus you know shifting it to anyone else? I think I think it's like there is. We already see that basically Spider Man is gonna muck everything up with his you know eh, make sure no one knows my name. And I we could I, you completely understand as a high school kid and the whole world knows you're Spider Man and you did not come out like Tony Stark. I am Iron Man. You're like, hey, actually, you know, my little, my kids, my friends in high school, they need some privacy. Now they're getting subpoenas. We're about to lose the house for some, you know, robbery, basically, that somebody did and Spider-Man did something. Isn't his fault? Like, all that other stuff you think has has to be a thing. So it's like, bring, like, hey, if we're bringing all of the Sinister Six, we can easily bring Black Panther to kind of help clean up some of this, maybe a, a is it a Craven the Hunter comes over from that universe and has to fight T'Challa, and then that T'Challa, you know, comes over and say, like, "Hey, you know, I, I got to help out Wakanda," and then go from there. Is the second movie? I mean, I'm, I'm just thinking, I, I would really like to do something like that. So, yeah, so I don't know, man. I'm ambivalent. I'm just like, I definitely want to see all the black i mean i definitely don't want I, I i applaud them saying they don't want to recast them or do some kind of you know dgi stuff at the same time there are so many stories that i mean namer storm <laughs> like you, mean, like you said craven like you know what i mean like you think uh, about it like craven i mean they already basically kind of slightly teased a little bit about submariner Right. It's like there's an underworld earthquake. It's like we kind of know that's probably not that wasn't a right. throwaway line. So it's like don't don't let these stories go. I mean, I mean, we respect Chadwick Boseman as an actor. We really wish him, you know, he had stuck around. But it's like that character, the child, has to have more legs. Yeah. So The Walking Dead uh, had a very interesting episode this week where. On last week's cliffhanger, the Reapers were tossing arrows, axes. These guys were winning, clearly, the axe-throwing contest before the world went to Zombieland. And they're just throwing knives and everything. And they're just, I mean, they're just always hitting a bullseye. I mean, Maggie's crew could have been wearing white in the dark for as great as their aim was. Um, I had some issues early on because I felt like they could have just done an entire episode of the Reapers hunting them down at night. Instead, they would just assume how, you know, they just magically got away. But it just didn't seem possible that they would escape those dudes who were able to hit them with such pinpoint accuracy at night. And they would survive until daylight. And Maggie, they separated everybody because that's a definite Walking Dead uh, cliche where everybody doesn't stay together and they're just on their own. Maggie goes to a mall. She finds Alden, and Alden's like, hey, I'm so glad you're here. And all of a sudden, the Reapers have teleportation powers because they just pop up like, Whoosh. and Negan saves them, and um, like he seems to keep doing with the, with the show. Um, so he saved them. Alden got sliced up. So it's like, this dude's a dead man walking. 
they meet back up with some of Maggie's crew and Maggie proves that maybe she's not the most qualified to lead this little expedition because her crew dies, all of them. I mean, I didn't see them wearing red shirts, but they must have been. And I just felt like this was kind of the side effect of this being the final season because those guys probably would have lasted much longer if it wasn't, all right, we got to have these new characters in, but let's get them off quick. Because I just felt like there was potential with Duncan and Abigail. It's just like, oh, man, they're dead already? Okay. And then Carol led a posse to go wrangle up some horses. And I did not like that segment of it because I'm like, listen, we could just have some excitement. I don't care about Carol chopping up horses so they can eat. Um, but I did like that young Herschel was telling them, listen, just, just eat the horse. It's okay. It was neat watching the little kids interact. And it definitely made me think. This was the young kid spinoff of Walking Dead that I would watch. What did you think, bro? I again, I, th- I think when I was when I was watching it, I was like, it makes it makes no sense they got away. It was just like they were on the Reapers' territory. The Reapers were throwing, like I said, throwing axes, everything possible. They didn't. They were in a straight line. It was like, I mean, if you got a, a Cadmus Everdeen with an arrow shooting dudes in the eye. You're not getting away from them, just you know, barely getting away. It's just they're gonna hunt you down and kill you. It's like they have the you're on their territory, you you had the advantage, they had the advantage. There was no way they were gonna get away. Like, I mean, you saw like the, the guy who came from the new community get his head, I mean, sliced in two seconds. Then you see Gabriel get his neck slashed, magically doesn't kill him. I'm like, that was a little that was a stretch. Well, it was it was right to the side, so it wasn't like a deep neck shot. Mm, uh, I'm thinking you get this. I think most of us know right here. If you get sliced right here, no, there's no. Side. They didn't get him right in the middle. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, well, we'll go with that. But it it it, it was like this. If we're gonna do, the, I mean, this is the last season of Walking Dead. I appreciated having the the suspense of it. It was. And you know, Maggie and Amal, of course, Maggie's gonna, you know, run into everything. And then when she loses that flashlight, it's like, oh shoot. If this was anybody else, he, I'm thinking you're dead. Yeah. But it's you got a good chance of surviving. But there was a little there was enough drama and excitement and scares. I made it like, okay, I, I'm okay. But if any but if you were actually in Walking Dead world and Maggie says, Hey, I'm gonna leave something, you say, I'm gonna stick behind and let y'all come back and then say Everybody's dead beside Maggie. Right. She can't lead anything. I would um, go with Dog Negan, over Maggie. Oh gosh, man! You mean like, where's Dog going? Oh, he's he's a, he's he's actually hiding under the uh, subway car. Yeah, that's where we're going. No, we should go through. I'm sorry, I'm going to go with the dog. And dog, dog Negan, Negan is once again the voice of reason. Like, nope, I'm not going to carry a dude through Walker territory with a bunch of dudes who are throwing arrows and knives. Think about how likely are we are to survive. Zero. And he's like, I mean, Alden's like, all right, I mean, I trusted Negan. I mean, I followed Negan early on, and then I kind of went to the good side. But again, when Negan's making a point, I'm not going to say he's just wrong because, you know, for reasons. I'm actually going to listen, you know. I have a ch- I have a more a better chance of surviving sitting there, hanging out in this church than you hanging out with you. He's <laughs> already lost like two people just like, hey, just keep fighting. Oh crap, you got mauled by a walker. 
oh, you got killed by these guys. I'm sure, like, I'm going to be dead weight and going to become a zombie food. I'll just, I'll, I'll, I'll wait it out in this church. So, I liked it. I like to see the desperation of Alexandria too, because I thought I thought this horse thing was going to be stupid. But then they showed what the horses were used for. I'm like, what are y'all riding for, son? And then they say, no, we kind of have to use a horse for food. It was like, oh, okay, this is a little darker than I thought we were going to go. But it's like, it is desperation in Alexandria, and that needs to come through a lot better. And I think they did a good job of saying, it's the end times for these guys, so we, we are putting the drama back into yeah. it. Yeah. All right, so tomorrow we're going to see the world premiere of Matrix Resurrections trailer. Gunner. What is your excitement level for this latest round with Neo, Trinity, and whoever else is around, not Morpheus? Right. Uh, the marketing is really good because it made me forget about, like, oh, yeah, Morpheus isn't here. That's right. But the marketing has been really good. Um, I will say that. So let's – I'm willing to see what it's what they're going to do. If they're kind of taking it back to Matrix 1 on this one, I'm okay with it. Let's see what happens. I still want to know what happened to Morpheus. He took the red. I don't want him to get killed off screen like Tank and them, right? You know what I mean? Like they were just randomly killed off screen. I was like, what the hell? Well, the funny, I mean, like I'm, I'm even doing this like kind of in my head. It could be a scenario where this takes place in the future of that universe. In, you know. There could be, I mean, that's a legit reason. Like, Morpheus is, he's, he's old, he died. And Trinity is not really Trinity. She's Trinity in that world that Neo will be reintroduced into. And then we figure out by the end of it, it's like, yeah, Trinity's been dead. She's been dead for like 200 years. We're just right. trying to restart the Matrix. So Neo guys. sees dead people. No. Right. But, yeah. But I, I mean, the like little trailer, like press the red bill. I mean, you know, press the red button, get one trailer. I guess you got one if you did the other. I was like, this is, this is interesting. You guys have ideas that are interesting. I don't know if I want to go back into the Matrix world again, but it's on the market. Yeah, you, might, you might give it a gander. I wish they could have paid Keanu Reeves a little bit more money to cut his hair and his beard so he wouldn't look like John Wick. No, I keep telling you, Matrix 4 is they're gonna we're gonna find out that all those John Wick movies was just Neo plugged into the Matrix fantasizing all those centuries. That could do I'm it. I'm calling it. I'm calling it. Movie crossover. Alright fellas, it's that magical special time of the week. Who are your nominees for dummies of the week? Roshot, who you got? Okay, my dummy of the week is gonna come from my new Yes, and I'm going to admit it. My new favorite summer comedy. You're welcome. Um, Bachelor in Paradise. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll give you credit on that one. But uh, my two dummies of the week are Ms. Uh, Brandon. I'm sorry, Mr. Brandon and Piper. Uh, for basically forgetting that it's reality TV show and they have mics on you at all time. So when you say you're basically scamming show to get a vacation for your budding relationship and you guys are just gonna kind of hang out and see how long they don't before they kick you off voluntarily like you're boring and you you thought you were funny and you basically have told us your evil plan that you guys were basically gonna stay here 
and pay have us pay for your vacation when you have nothing to offer beside your relationship drama. Yeah. And oh, oh, I'm sorry. I also forgot you were also real. Admit that you were there basically to get Instagram followers. You were like really compared, like, oh, I got to five thousand. I got to seven thousand. This is so fun. And then after last night's episode aired, you just saw like you just anybody went for, went for their drama, just like. Say, how many people are unfollowing, unfollowing? You're lame. You guys are evil. Y'all aren't that cool. Y'all aren't that smart. Unfollow, unfollow. So your 7,600 is now back down to about 2,000. And it's probably plunging is after watching yesterday's episode, which I missed. So those are my dummies of the week. My dummies of the week come from the same show, but the episode after. So I won't spoil it for you since I knew you would watch it. But it does not involve Brendan and Piper. But stay tuned. Gunner, how about you? I'm a little late on this one, but uh, Kanye West. That album was garbage. <laughs> I'm talking. I couldn't. I tried my best to get through it in one swoop, but I had to break it up. Mm. I was like, I got like when I first listened, I had to, I, had, I almost stopped that song five. I heard a lot of people kind of like, all right, that's enough. I struggle through 10. It was like eating raw artichoke with old rancid spinach or something. Oh. And you're just like, this is the only food here. I'm stuck in Alexandria in the zombie apocalypse. It's the only food I got to eat. I'm going to struggle through this shit. Nope, can't do it. I, I, I struggled maybe five more bites, five more songs. I still couldn't do it. So I, I had to break it up. Eat it, then eat it the next day, and it's still garbage. I mean, I've had, I've really had a. I, I, this is why I'm late on it. Like, I, I couldn't get through it. It is garbage. And then Drake, all he had to do was phone in the albums that he's been phoning in since he stopped doing mixtapes. I'm going to be clear about that, except for maybe one or two, two albums that were. I'm like, I can listen to these two all the way through. Um, was admit the one but miss me and no not that one. Oh no i didn't like that one anyways in any case there's only two of the of the whatever drake albums that i can deal with that weren't mixtapes um and he still kind of was like yeah all i have to do is phone it in because this dude's whack so word of advice just listen to nas until kendrick lamar comes out and <laughs> that nas album is actually pretty freaking awesome um King Disease 2, that's a, actually a really good album. And yeah, yeah, Kanye is my dummy of the week, just a little, just a few weeks later. <laughs> it's a timeless dummy of the week. All right, fellas, thank you as always for rolling with me. Thank y'all out there for listening. This episode of Loud's Movie Files has been filed.